Before we dive into all of the real estate deals, where was your mind at, man? Like you talking about 0.8 GPA, getting kicked out of school, making $10 an hour, working at a retirement home. So also seeing nothing but straight old folk like that can even <laughs> itself be something mentally like What's up, guys? It's your boy, Noble Living, and welcome to Analyze the Deal Live. Oh, man, we've got a fire episode today. I've got my boy in the building, the real estate goat himself, Mr. Derek Boone. What's up, bro? How you doing, man? What's going on, man? How you feeling today? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling better now that you're here, man. I'm so excited for you to like yeah. break down some stuff, or really analyze some of these deals for us, man. But tell the people a little bit more about yourself and like your background, what you do, your area of expertise. Okay, so um, like you said, my name is Derek Boone. Born and raised out of Philadelphia, I'm 28 years old. Um, and a little bit about me is I got real estate so I feel like everybody has those two different times. It's like, yo, I got into real estate this time, but I really got into real estate this time. Yeah. So um, I really, like, what I consider when I really got into real estate was the end of 2016, I want to say like November, I went to a conference. I went to a, con not, I don't say conference, but a class. Okay. Um, everybody doing class like on Zoom and stuff now, but this was a class in person. And the guy, and it was about how to buy your first, because I owned a property already. And this was about how to own, how to basically buy a duplex, a triplex, you know, a multifamily property. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. said, you know, that's probably like the next step, I, I guess. I went to that class and the guy was like, yo, you know a little bit. I said, well, you know, I read and stuff like that. And he said, no, you sh you know, like you got this. I don't know what it is, but something about you, like you really, I think this might be great for you. So I'm okay. I'm thinking he's talking about buying properties and becoming an investor. Whole time he's actually talking about selling property. He said, I think you should get into being more like doing transactions. Mm. Yeah, do the mm. investor thing, but think about doing more transactions. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. I was working at a retirement home. I was making $10 an hour at the retirement home. And because I went to college for um, a little bit, I graduated high school in 2011. I went to college. Failed. They kicked me out of college because my GPA was like a 0.8. Like I was not going to class. I was not doing the work. I was doing like the total opposite. That man was and, turning up. Yeah, I was cutting. Hey, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. But um, so they kicked me out saying that like, yo, your grades is not You know how they say it's super professional. Your great your grades is not fitting with our academic standards. So I'm like, all right. Yeah, so they they made me leave. And then I went to community college, did a little bit better there. But um, that didn't work out either. So um, we're going to retire on fast forward back to 2016. I went ahead and took my real estate. I went and took two real estate classes um, to get your real estate license. And I finally finished those is two classes, about a month and a half each. So remember, this is like November going to December. So I finally took them around like, let's say January. So I was done both my classes by May. Okay. Um, no, by March. I'm sorry. I was done both my classes by March. I sold my first property as a real estate agent in April. Um, so April, my first deal by December, I sold 16 or 17 houses. So one, the guy was right. Cause I did have something and it worked out. I knew how to put deals together. I knew how to make things happen. 
and it kind of just blew up from there. Um, the next year did even more deals. Um, that's 2018. Um, quit my job. And then the next year I had started hiring more people. Um, I had some people on the team, hired another agent. So I wouldn't have to be outside as much. Wow. Um, 2018. That's when I, that's this guy told me, he said, man, you sell a lot of houses, but you're not buying nothing. And it was like, I just closed this deal. I made, you know, made X amount of dollars, a couple thousand dollars, whatever the amount was. And he said, you're not buying nothing. So like, you waste, like, he made it seem like that was a bad day I just had. Yeah. Like, okay, you know what? Let me get back to my original purpose. I wanted to be an investor. So let me get right back to that. 2019, I went and bought a, um, I bought a commercial mixed use building with my partner. Key thing for everybody listening. Your partner doesn't always have to be somebody out the sandbox. It can be somebody you just met. As long as you got, as long as you guys mindset aligns, you have the uh, same core values. You guys want to grow individually and together, mm-hmm. and you're not just leeching off each other. That can be your next business partner. Um, I met him off Instagram. Wow. We bought this commercial mixed use building together, and um, and then after that, I just start buying houses, start buying houses, start buying houses. We just kept it going in 2022. Um, I actually just closed on a property. Uh, about a week and a half ago, and I'm closing on three more properties this month. So we just kind of just keep it going. We just kind of keep it going. We keep it going. Um, and that's my pretty much investing journey. And then one last thing about 2019, I did a deal and I made $5,000 as a real estate agent. 2018, it's 2018, 2018, 2019, one of them, one of them years, right? Yeah. Met my, uh, which was my business partner at the time. Uh, he did a deal, a wholesale deal, basically middleman in property, right? You find a property for forty thousand, you assign it to somebody, and they pay fifty. You make the ten thousand in between. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he just made fifteen thousand, made five, same time, frame, same amount of time, same transaction, same everything. I said, how the heck you just made fifteen? I made five. Yeah. So he broke a wholesale into me, and at that point, it just made sense. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I had a license, I had a team, so I didn't kill that. But I, I put more efforts into the wholesaling because I can make more money. Like we have transactions, we made sixty thousand dollars on one transaction and had closed in thirty days. So I said this makes more sense. And then not to mention, um, and this is for people that are investors that's listening, I would find off market deals and sell them to an investor. And when they finished fixing up the deal, they will call me back and say, "Can you list my property?" So yeah. I would get paid twice off the same house. So at that point, like the license still made sense. I was doing this all the time. My license still made sense. Um, but now currently today, I don't use my license at all. It's strictly wholesale where I'm buying a property. But that's kind of like years. That's fire. You because you hear a lot of people talk about wholesaling, but they talk about you know that arbitrage opportunity in between. But you talking about you had the ability to make that money in between the lines, but then also relist it on top of that to make that commission that that agent's sale on top of that. That's fire. But before we dive into all of the real estate deals, I mean, you already told us your expert, like you are killing the game, man. So that's amazing to hear where you come from, bro. Um, Very inspirational. and, and, And I'm writing notes as I'm Take, I'm taking notes as we're talking, bro. And if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, I need you to get your pen and notepaper out right now because you know on Analyze the Deal, I'm going to make sure Derek breaks down a few deals for you guys so you guys understand all the steps, all the blueprints for what you need to do. But before we even get into all that, tell me like 
Where was your mind at, man? Like you talking about 0.8 GPA, getting kicked out of school, making $10 an hour, working at a retirement home. So also seeing nothing but straight old folk like that can even self be something mentally like tell me the deal that you made with yourself. Like what was the thing that clicked for you where you said you're like, it has to work. It has to work. Like what? What was it for you that was like, all right. I'm in this position here and I'm not going to stay there. Why? Like, what was that conviction? What was the thing that pushed you over to, to take your future into your own hands? So I want to say it's three things. One, the first and foremost, I want everybody to understand that inspiration, mentor, and your environment, it can be a positive out of any of those situations, no matter where you at. A lot of people feel like, I don't know Jeff Bezos, so I can't have a mentor, so I'm just chalk. Mm. If you're making a thousand dollars a week or a thousand dollars every two weeks, and you know somebody that's making five thousand dollars every two weeks, that could potentially that's somebody that's doing better than you financially. You know, everybody's different personal life. That's somebody doing better than you financially that can teach you something. And I think that's one of our problems. We look at if you're if, if I don't know somebody making tens of millions of dollars then I can't learn from anybody. Mm, well, yeah. at this point, you wouldn't even know what to do with tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. So let's start out with steps. Okay, let's find somebody that's making, you know, $10,000 a month. That can be a mentor to get you that point. And then you move up to how to do $100,000 a month. Then you move, you know, you just go from scale to scale to scale. So that's one. And I say that because at the retirement home, some of the some of the kids of those parents would come in and visit and I would just network and I just would talk with them. Some of them were lawyers, some of them were doctors. So the one thing, little thing about that retirement home, you you had that, it wasn't like a regular retirement. You had to have some money to live there. Okay, nice. Some of those uh, elderly people, some of them were just like, they regular, they just saved their money. Some of them really were wealthy. So the kids would come in and sometimes, you know, you're taking good care of somebody's mom, they're going to talk to you. Yeah. I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, and they would just give a little... None of them, obviously, none of them gave you like a full-blown opportunity, opportunity. One guy gave me an opportunity um, as far as a real estate deal. He said, hey, we got this old house. And I fumbled that. That was my first. This is before I even knew anything. My yeah. first. I'm an, I'm an inspiring real estate person. And he just gave me a shot. So if I can go back in time, man, I would have, man. But it was a good deal, but I blew it because I, I was just. You didn't, just net- you didn't know. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but more of the story is. I network with all those people and they gave me little bits and pieces of things. So I tried to take whatever inspiration, whatever mentor I could at that time, because in my family, I didn't have like, in my family, I'm that guy. So it's not like I can call on people to put me on game. Yeah, They're all me. So I had to find, hey, I'm making, I was making $700 every two weeks. Yo, you making 2000 Like, what do you know? Because I need to learn it. Like mm-hmm. I found, I found a mentor in every different aspect and every different piece. That's the first first and foremost. And then the second thing I would say is you gotta you just gotta understand that it's more out there. You gotta believe in yourself and really have that faith. Like I can do more. And with that, in that moment, slapped me like a like like brick. I work, I remember I worked at, um, at the retirement home. I worked 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then they had a second shift, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. In the wintertime when it snowed, you can work overnight shoveling the snow. And you would get paid twenty five dollars an hour. Nothing else to talk about. But yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, I was working three shifts, and I was spending the night at a job, and I did that for two weeks straight. Well, every day, obviously not every day because it didn't snow that whole two weeks. But right. one full week it snowed, and the next week it didn't snow. So 
And this hit me, man. Like when I got paid in two weeks, my check was $1,500. And I remember my manager was like, wow, you got the same check as me. And it was just like one of these moments where I lived at this job for almost two weeks. Yeah. You come in at eight and leave at three or four o'clock and you, we have the same check. I said, first off, $1,500 is not even a lot of money to dedicate two weeks for anybody. Right. Let alone living there. And then you told me it's the same. At that moment, I said, I got to do something. So for a lot of times, I want people to understand, don't look at situations as bad. Look at them as a positive. Because that situation, I turned into a positive, like, I'm worth more. Mm. And then that's when I said, you know what? That's I literally went to... Um, looked into that class I was telling you at the end of the because it was like November when that, when that whole thing happened. I went to that class in like December, um, with with my mentor at that time, and I just turned it off from there. So honestly, just finding inspiration or finding a mentor at wherever level you at right now, and second, just having that moment with yourself like seven hundred dollars every two weeks, a thousand dollars every two weeks. Some for some people, five thousand is not enough. Like you can do more. You just got to believe that you can do more. Yeah, no, that's important, man, to have that mindset to, to, to say, like, you can do more. And I think one thing I, I pulled from what you just said is, like, you started where you were, right? Mm-hmm. There were people right around you who had more than you, right? So you talked to them. You asked them questions. You networked. It didn't matter, like, that you were the nurse and they were the parents or the children. It didn't matter. But you started where you were. But another thing I just noticed is, like, for anybody to stay on the job for like two weeks to basically work three shifts in a row to spend overnight, you were a hard worker to begin with. Was that something that you always prided yourself, like took pride in, like in your work ethic? Because I'm sure that translates now to your real estate business. And you said you were able to build your team and stuff like that. Like you started working hard before you got to the money, right? Like a lot of people, I feel like they feel like once they get the opportunity, then they gonna turn up. But you were turning up and like putting in the hours and the effort and the work before you even got there, man. Like I think that that's very important that um for people to notice. But why real estate? So like you were in a position where I mean, really, when you have no direction, you can take any direction, right? You mm-hmm. can go on stock market. That's my area. I love the stock market. I respect real estate as well. Like they're both wealth generators, so we we need all of them, right? But why that over real estate or starting your own business or like why specifically was the real estate route the thing that got you? Right. So for sure, um, and also I think that a lot of people are more entrepreneurial than they realize. Mm. That's if I, um, if I can go back in time, I would have never worked that job. Honestly, um, when I was a kid, I used to, you know, they say the they say this, but not, I really lived it. Like I really used to shovel snow. I used to go different to get different areas, cut grass. I used to rake leaves. I used to sell the candy. Like I literally used to do this consistently from like I was like ten years old all the way up until like seventeen. Then I went and got a job. Like this was a consistent. It was so funny. I had houses that had me on contract. I didn't know what I was doing at this time, but think about it. I had a whole landscape, landscaping company where like, yo, I was this. They I, they didn't have to ask me. I had to make sure those houses were good. Yeah. More entrepreneurial than I realized. But for, for me, I'm like, I want a paycheck. Like that, that sounds hot. <laughs> Hindsight 2020, I was making more money cash than the paycheck. That's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, um, that's when... Uh, so one, I want people to understand, like you are, just look back at your life. Like you do a lot of entrepreneurial stuff now. You just gotta 
remind yourself and pull it out. Mm. Uh, now to the real estate piece, I always was interested in houses. Like I always watch HGTV. Is always like looking at beautiful homes. Even on Instagram, I would look at kitch- kitchens of Insta, uh, man caves. I just like that stuff. It always was a, was attractive to me. And um, for me, also remember I was telling you about my environment wasn't mm. like I didn't have a crazy environment. I, I don't want to say and say like I had the worst environment ever, but I didn't have anybody that was doing stock market. I didn't have anybody that was doing forex. I didn't have anybody that was doing. You know, some of these major running any business, none of my, my family runs business. They all just work. Yeah. So I think my was probably the only one. She had a hair salon when I was a kid. Like, that's about it. But nobody really runs businesses. So with that being said, if you don't have those type of stocks around you to, to spark that in your ear, yeah. then all I see is houses. I live in one, you know, that's so that was in front of me. So I said, that's like the next best thing. And also um, at this time. I think right now, because of so many people are teaching programs, teaching classes, stocks, Forex, all these different things are more open now. But in 2017, yeah. 2016, nobody was having stock classes. Right. People were home buying seminars, but not a lot of people were having stocks classes like they are having now, which is great. So remember, I don't have any corporate background. I don't have a college degree. I had to get into something that was non-biased. <laughs> like, I yeah. could start the debt. So yeah. that's when I... The real estate. No, that makes sense, bro. So you literally every I mean, from your entire story so far, it's literally like you just found out where you were right then and there. Where, and just like this is right in front of me. Let me take that. This is what's right in front of me. Let me go get after it. And that makes a lot of sense, bro. So now you translate that mindset. You translate that work ethic over into your studies as you are learning the real estate game and you become a licensed real estate agent and you're going out getting these properties and you're selling them. So you're, 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 you're the one that's, you know, vetting, I guess the customers, the clients and you're selling them. So talk to me about how you and like that route for you, but then what made you transition now into just the different avenues that you're into now? Cause you've mentioned commercial you mentioned residential. You've mentioned wholesaling. So just for somebody who's getting started in real estate, because you've literally touched both sides, the selling and investing side. Like, What do you suggest to somebody who's getting started in real estate or trying to get their feet wet in, this, in real estate? Just like you. They don't have a lot of direction. They don't have anybody in their family who's ever done this before. Like, They don't know where to go. And I will, I'll give you the first answer. You said you went and went to a conference and you heard somebody speak. I think that's the first thing I tell people all the time and get in the room. You and I have the same coach. We know each other because we got in the same room with each other. And I think to, that's, in, that, that's valuable in and of itself in get, finding a mentor and somebody to help you. So, you know, if you are mentoring the people listening right now, what would you tell them back Derek Boone at 18 years old when you were first trying to get started and figure it out? Like you just said, get in the room and find a mentor, find where you at. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm not sitting there saying go ahead and DM Jeff Bezos and try to get find the richest mentor in the world. Find somebody that's doing Better than you that's doing something that you're interested in and I'm DM them fast. Like when I tell you, I have no type of scare or fear in my life at all. Mm. I look mm. at it like this. If it doesn't kill you, what you scared for? 
So what I would do is I would literally, anybody that was in real estate that was doing something, I would DM, hey, I like what you're doing. You want to do lunch? Hey, I like what you're doing. Can I, you know, can I mentor? Hey, I like what you're doing. I would send those messages every single day. And of course, a lot of people would curve you. And there are some people that actually tapped into me and they gave me port. They gave me just a piece. And I feel like life is like a box. I just poured all them pieces in, shook it up. And then what came out of it is me because I was just DMing people nonstop. Like I said, my business partner came off a DM. Wow. We own, we own over a million dollars worth of real estate together off of, and it came from a DM. Wow. And he wasn't even at the point he where he was at then, nowhere near where he's at now. He just had a couple more properties than I did. I think he might have had four houses and I had one. Yeah. Like he wasn't like crazy big at that point, but he had a little bit more than me. I DM'd him. He responded back. We put it together. So I would just say, DM people, tap into a program, buy a course, buy like do something because the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. So if you guys are doing the same thing you did last year, nothing came out of it. What you think gonna happen this year? So the same thing. Exactly. So reach out to people, try to find mentors, and don't be scared to pay. Don't look at it as a pain, look at it as you investing. So if somebody's selling a course that can give you information that costs a thousand bucks, don't look at it. I just paid somebody a thousand dollars. I just invested in myself a thousand dollars. And also don't look at the entire situation as I need to, let's say the course is five hours long. Like I need five hours worth of information. Like, no, I just need that one piece that he's going to say yeah. that's going to turn everything right now for me, like blow everything out of the water. So let's say my, I want to get into hundred unit apartment buildings. If I learn one piece from somebody that showed me how to get a hundred, nothing else matters. They just showed me how to find a hundred unit deals. That's all that matters. Nothing else they said. Just focus on getting that one piece. So that's what I would honestly say for people um, just getting started is find just somebody just above you and then just build it up. Just build it up. Just build it up and shoot your shot. Don't be scared to you know pay for information and um, don't be scared to reach out to people and look like the newbie because the newbie eventually those people that would not DM me back. They're begging to get on the line now. They're like, hey, I want to do a podcast with you. Yeah. Hey, can I do this? Hey, can I? Like some of my mentors that was my mentor at the time, I'm doing way more deals than them. It's just, it's just how it goes. The, the right. under doesn't stay underdog forever. On God. Yeah. yeah. No, that's big time, man. And like you said, you stay down, you focus on what you need to focus on. You, you analyzed what you had to for your position that you were in. And now, like you said, the same people who are hating on you or doubting you or didn't even want to give you the time of day are the ones that are now going to hit you up and got to respect the things that you've accomplished, man. So um, I respect that, bro. So I'm, I'm going to try to get the people some free game here because I know you said you got to invest in the knowledge. And that's one thing I love that you have. You have a ton of resources for people to be able to get this information and be able to get this game, right? You have courses, you have eBooks, you have all of that, that and mentorships to be able to help people really figure this out. So they don't have to piece everything together like you had to, or just try to be able to, 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 to you spend so much time, bro, just trying to YouTube stuff. I try to tell that to people. You spend so much time trying to podcast it. And that was me, man. Like I've been like, I was YouTube podcast and everything. And like, for anybody who's listening, you can figure out what to do, but the sequence might be off or like the steps might not be in the order that you need to. 
You know what I'm saying? So I know you have something called like your six step real estate action plan. You don't have to go into it full detail, but because obviously you got that in the book. So we'll get into that towards the end. But if you give the people like what are the first action steps when it comes down to getting your first property or what do you suggest when it taught when you what what is your game plan to the people that you mentor and you coach and you help as they're starting to learn how to get into this real estate market? The biggest thing is understanding how to find a deal. Okay. And remember, more so, how to find a good deal. A deal is just somebody wants to sell a property. A good deal is somebody wants to sell a property for a great price. Mm. So the biggest thing, and people people don't understand how much power they have once they found a good deal. So, for example, if you don't have any money, let's say you don't have nothing to your name, right? You don't have no money, no credit. But you found a great deal. You have so much more value than a person that has money, that has credit, because the person with money or credit can't do nothing with it. They have nothing to buy. Mm. So you can literally leverage your position. Hey, hey, Bob, look, listen, I got this great deal. I just found it's really supposed to be sold for $100,000, but I got the owner at $50,000. Look, we need $50,000 to buy this. We're going to put $20,000 into it. It's just a lipstick. And we're going to sell it for $150,000. Look, I put the deal together. I orchestrate everything. Titles, back. everything is good to go. We just short the 50 grand. Look, if you do you mind partnering with me, you put up the 50,000. I'll work. I'll finish playing running point on everything. And then when we sell the property for 150, we'll split the profits right in the middle. For a, a logical person will say, shoot, you're doing all the work. I just got to put up the money. But yeah, you're giving me a return like that. It makes sense. But a lot of people that are just getting started, they don't understand that they have power, even they don't have money. If you learn how to find a good deal, there are people that are begging for opportunities to lend money because they don't have the time to do what you're willing to do. Mm. You're willing to go out in the streets. You're willing to get on computers. You're willing to call people on the phone and find deeply discounted properties. There's a millions of people that don't feel like doing that or don't have the time to do it. They just want to cut the check. That's what lenders are called. Got That's it. what private 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 lenders are called. That's what equity like. These are people that their sole position is. I just want to cut the check because I don't have time. Yeah. So if you understand your first step is finding a deal, you have options. Okay, I found a great deal. If I have money, I can go buy it. If I don't have money, but I have credit, I can go ahead and leverage my credit and buy it. If I don't have money or credit, I can go ahead and partner with somebody and they put up the money or credit. If I don't have any partners, maybe I can wholesale it and just. Put an extra $10,000 fee and just sell the contract. But it all starts with you finding a good deal. Because if you're not a wholesale, but you don't have any deals, then that doesn't matter. If you have a partner that's willing to put up money, but you have no deals, then that doesn't matter. If you have all this money and a million dollars in credit, but you have no deals, then that doesn't matter. So the core is the step one is find great deals. And then you can sit there. I'm going to be honest with you. I wholesale properties of myself. I sell properties. I buy properties. I do a whole bunch because I'll show you something. Because all we literally do, this is my team. We got like a full, full-fledged system. This is our Slack group. All we do is send deals. Wow. Yeah. All on these are just addresses, 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 addresses. This is today. Wow. Addresses, addresses. Yeah, the timestamp. Seven o'clock this morning. Addresses, yeah. addresses. So now all we now when I sit down, we get the contract. It's like, do I want to keep this or do I want to sell it? Mm. Do I want to part somebody? But it's Step one is the deal. So that's what I would say. Might just get started. Figure out how to find deals, and then now you can sit back, 
especially you got a contract 30, 60 days out, you got them the time to figure out what you want to go ahead and do. Mm. And like someone in your position, you're now getting so many different deals that are coming oh, yeah. your way. You now have the ability to to basically put them up against each other and compare and say like, nah, this doesn't work for us or this one does work for us. So now you have yeah. options. No, that's exactly. the, right. Would you like, what is your current with your expertise? Like what is your current um, take on the current market environment when it comes down to the housing market? You just said you do, you're closing a few more deals. Obviously you, you're, you have a lot more experience and a lot more capital to use than some other people, but like, would you say there are still great deals in the market right now? And how can somebody find these great deals? Like what goes into a great deal? Okay, so a couple of things. They're always so it depends on what kind of investor you are. So there always are good deals, but pricing for material is high right now. Mm -hmm. So I will say that you can control if you want to find it finding good deals, but you can't control the market as far as pricing, as far as material. Like lumber's pricing is ridiculous. Right? Okay. Like I literally had a ten thousand dollar order. And, and literally, I didn't pay for that. Order. I messed up. I didn't pay for that order that week. And I paid for it the next week. It went to $19,000. Wow. Same order. Went up nine grand within like four or five days. So what I want you guys to understand is you can always find good deals. You can control that once you understand the system, like the six steps and things like that. But you don't, but other things like construction and stuff, you can't control. But you can always find good deals. So what I want people to understand is you have to have a skill of learn where to find them at mm -hmm. and learning how to run numbers and learn how to negotiate. So, for example, I'm going to give you guys this website. It's called EndlessProps.com, E-N-D-L-E-S, Props, P-R-O-P-S.com. And um, you have seven days for free to find any property you want in the whole country. Oh, wow. So now you can, yeah, so now you can go ahead and put together a list, a full list of properties Right, that you can find. So let's say I want to find properties in, uh, let's say one of the zip codes I invest in heavily. I own a lot of properties in the zip code is one nine one three two. It's North Philly, and now I go ahead and find a whole list of properties in that zip code, right? And then I can go ahead and filter my search out. Say I want to find only duplex properties in that zip code that the homeowners own that property for eight years. And it's an individual owns a property, not like a company. So we're narrowing down our search. So now instead of thousands of properties, now I have only a list of 500. Mm -hmm. So now I can take that 500. Now I have my list. I can go ahead and do something called skip tracing. So basically I send that list in to get the phone numbers back. And you can pay um, from 10 cents all the way up to 19 cents per search. And now, so let's say, for example, you got 100 properties, you'll pay, let's say, 15 cents per 100. And then they'll give you back all the phone numbers for those houses. So now you can literally either text that entire list, you can cold call that entire list and just say, and remember, you want to start out with energy and don't say, hey, is such and such home? Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Rob? How you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Who is this? Oh, my name is Derek. Um, sorry to bother you, but I actually am a real estate investor. And I seen your property, 123 Main Street, um, when I was driving past, because I actually own a property around the corner from there. And I was calling to see if maybe you have some interest in selling. Oh, um, they either say yes, or they say no, or they say, what is your offer? But now you can go ahead and take that conversation from there. And then once you have situated those first couple steps, then you can go ahead, which is in step three. I just said the third part is negotiate. Learn how to just negotiate. 
learn how to negotiate because you only owe what you negotiate. So a good, a bad deal can go to a good deal in a matter of a minute. Yeah. A matter of seconds. A pro, I've, I have deals where homeowners want 100000 and we negotiate them down to $60,000. I have homeowners that want 300000 for properties. We get them down to two twenty five. Wow. Actually, if one deal that closed on right now, he wanted three hundred thousand. We got him down to two twenty five. It went from a bad deal to a good deal in a matter of minutes because you negotiate. Negotiate. So, back to answer your question, there are always good deals. Are you always negotiating? That's the thing. No, that's fire. There. That's fire. I remember I, I spent a lot of time like studying the sales psychology and sales mentality because I, I mean, I'm a salesman at the end of the day. Like you, you despite all the things that we sell, like, I can teach you stocks. I can do all this different stuff, you know, my five apps, but we're still salesmen at the end of the day. Like that's why we post content. That's what we're doing. And, you know, it, a, a common uh quote that I always keep in the forefront of my mind is life doesn't give you like what you deserve. It gives you what you negotiate. And it's yep. like, you gotta, if you're not willing to negotiate it and like the first, if you take that first price, then you might end up getting a bad deal. You might not get what you want, but if you're willing to negotiate and we negotiate everything in life all the time, we negotiate stuff and we don't even realize it. You know what I'm saying? And cause we do, I scratch your back. I scratch your mind. That's a nego that's just negotiation right there. Like we, you know, you have negotiations with maybe your children or your wife or your girlfriend. Like we do negotiations all the time. Like you cook this time and I'll do the dishes. You do this. Mm -hmm. Like these are all negotiations. So I think it's a skill that if people really analyze and really take a step back, especially experienced real estate um, investors like yourself and agents, like when really focus on the negotiation side, you can save yourself. Like you said, you can turn anything that's like a bad deal. If you just get them on the phone as well, you you can trust your process to be able to close them. You know, exactly. um, no. Like we said, everybody has an entrepreneur in them. Believe it or not, they just got to figure out how to pull it out. Everybody has the negotiating in them. They just got to figure out how to pull it out. A lot of things, and I want people on here to understand. Like, just believe in yourself that you can do it. Once you have that belief, it's like a light switch. A lot of people are wondering. Like, how after I just had that belief factor, all these opportunities just fall in my lap. They were already meant to be there. You just didn't believe in yourself to go ahead and take on them. Mm. So just having that belief factor and turning switch on, it's like looking for something in the dark. You can't find it. You hit that switch. Now, oh, it's right here. It's right here. It's right here. So that switches your belief factor. Hit that belief on. Now, all those opportunities that have been in front of your face this whole time. You can finally see them and then you can finally act on them. Once you act on them, then you're gonna feel you're gonna realize all these blessings are starting to come in, all because that one move you did, like, yo, I really can start my own podcast. I really can buy my first property. I really can get into stocks. You know, I could really can go ahead and do this. I really can go ahead and work out. It all starts with just belief. That's the first, first foremost of everything. No, that is that is everything, man. Believing in that you believe that's possible. That you believe yep. that you can do these things. And like you said, if there's somebody who's even just a little bit above you, they've done it. And there's going to be somebody above them. There's levels to this stuff. That's why I always tell people, like, there's levels to this game. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And you just keep, if the goal is always elevation and believing in that you can get to that next level and getting around the people who are at a higher level than you. So this way you always are feeling like that sense, not where you're at the bottom of the totem pole, but where you can feel like, all right. I got to get it because I'm sure you're in rooms and circles now where you, you might have several million in real estate, but there are people out there. They're not taking a deal if it's not in the seven figures. They're not taking like, it. Like, gee, 
But yo, you you it, I want to piggyback off what you said. Um, steps, and I want people to for people that are doing you know stocks, are doing real estate, are doing something. Understand that even though you want to get to level ten, right? Your level three or four is higher than somebody's level zero. I learned is you know. One of my friends, I didn't really want to get too deep into like teaching real estate and stuff like that. Cause I was like, yo, I know guys that have hundred unit apartment buildings. I don't have that. So I can't teach anything. Mm-hmm. My friend was like, yo, but you have houses, not just houses. you have houses. Like you're doing deals. Like you are so valuable to somebody that has nothing. And I was like, Dang, you got a point. So that's when I really started getting into teaching, getting into helping people. And when you see people say, I just closed a deal, make 10000 I just closed a deal, make 20000 I just bought my first property. I just flipped another property. I got two tenants now. It kind of like changes everything for you. So I'm saying this for other people that's watching that may already be somewhere at some point, a level two, a level three, a level four right now, even though you may not be at, let's say, you and I level, right, which you will get there and go past as I hope, but you are at some level that can teach somebody else you know, I'm not telling you to go ahead and be this full-blown crazy coach, but understand you couldn't help people. Like, you know, we all may not be where we want to be at yet, but you are somewhere higher than somebody else that you can pull them up. No, that's big time, bro. That's big time. So now you, you mentioned the coaching. You mentioned some of the things that you're doing in that space now. Tell me a little bit more about that. And as, as you just showed me your phone, so you're still actively deals, growing your real estate empire. And then on this, as you do that, you're also coaching students and helping them how they can get started. Is it specifically in single family homes, wholesaling? Like, tell me a little bit more about what you coach and what you help people do. Got you. So we're like a all, we're like a one-stop real estate shop, I like to say. So what I do is um, with more of my one-on-one, my mentees, we kind of hone in specifically. We always do one intro call. And that intro cause, what exactly are you trying to accomplish your short-term goal and your long-term goal? Short-term goal is what is your first 30 days? Like, what can you get done in this next 30 days is what you want to catapult you to get done your yearly goal? And then what is your yearly goal? Like, do you want to buy one property, two property, three properties? You want to close 10 deals? Like, what exactly is your yearly goal? And then your short-term goal may be like, hey, I want to get $50,000 in credit. Okay, that's super obtainable in 30 days. So we lock in with that. But once I identify what exactly you're trying to do, I know exactly what I need to help with. And then we move on to, you know, our, our weeks and weeks and weeks of coaching. This is for our, you know, our um, direct private mentees. And then as far as our courses and stuff, which is kind of like we put together a full blown video course, um, how to buy properties, how to wholesale properties and how to get credit. So those are individual products in their own that people can that can are YouTubers that don't mind learning on their own. We're taking something way more advanced than YouTube, but packaging it up in hours and hours and hours of clips that you can watch at your own at your own time. And then you can go ahead and take it from there and then go ahead and do what you need to do. Oh, no, that's big time. So you can literally learn everything that you need to know about real estate from you without having to go anywhere else. You don't got to go to YouTube anymore. You don't have to go to any more podcasts. You can literally join one of your programs and start from ground floor zero. Even somebody who has like a 500 credit score, even if their credit oh, score is yeah. not in a position to be able to, like you you have the steps, you have the process to be able to help people go from A to Z and get to the position that you're in now, which is owning several, several million dollar portfolio worth of real estate. 
Yep. If you guys send me a DM, say, hey, I'm looking to get started in real estate, we literally don't just send you, like, I won't just send you, like, here, click the link and find something. Right. What exactly are you trying to do? And, and people are crazy when they see me respond back, asking that question, like, oh, this guy's actually trying to have a conversation with me? Yeah. Like, what exactly accomplish? Well, I'm trying to accomplish real estate. Well, what exactly? Matter of fact, let me help you out. What is your credit score? Do you have cash money, if you don't mind me asking? Well, my credit score is a 600 and I don't have any cash on hand. Okay. Well, maybe wholesaling may be a good good spot for you. This is what wholesaling, this is what breaks it down. If you are interested, I have this program that can specifically help with that. But we're asking, we're figuring out what exactly you need help with and not just sending you a whole bunch of links because I want to make sure that you succeed, not just, we just, hey, basta, basta, because like you, we just showed you, we're active regardless. So we're going to do things, what we're going to do, we're going to do regardless. The whole reason we get into teaching because we want to help you do specifically what you want to do and get to the next level, not just send you a bunch of links and you figure it out. Man, no, I appreciate that, Derek, because a lot of, especially now in this coaching space and the mentoring space, like a lot of people out here who are just trying to sell what they want to sell and just say like, oh, this is my way. If you're trying to, like, this way or the highway, but you're like, and I, in my first step of my process is the same thing. It's like my first two steps is where do you want to go? And the second one is how are you going to get there? If you cannot answer those two first two questions and our goal is to help you out with the how, like if you don't, but if you don't know in your mind first, what you've even visualized as your life as possible, because the thing is like you and I, we can have completely different game plans for our life and it's solely because of what we visualize like for me i want to be a billionaire so because of that the actions that i take right now are completely different than somebody who has the goal of making six figures a year like my sister makes six figures a year doing very very well for herself you know super independent making good money but the thing is she doesn't have the goals that i have from a monetary standpoint so because of that she does different things with her money and that is fine but it's because where she wants to go and how she's going to get there, that's aligns with what she's trying to do. So I really appreciate you saying that because I think it's just something, it's a breath of fresh air to hear because I think a lot of people just feel like a lot of coaches now on Instagram and TikTok, whatever the case may be, are just trying to scam and just trying to get over on people and just pitch their way of doing something. And I like the fact that you have you have the seller side. So even if somebody doesn't have the money, you can tell them like go and they're interested in real estate. You tell them like, yo, do wholesaling or go and get your real estate license so you can get out in the field and broker some of these deals. Or there's just so many different levels that you can get into, but it's going to be solely based on what you see for yourself first and what you believe is possible for yourself. Exactly. That's a that's a that's a super fact, and I'm glad you you know you touched on that because. Like you said, a lot of people are just selling whatever it is. I'm actually, I've actually had situations where people tell me where they're at, and I would say, "Hey, my program may not be the best for you, but this is somebody that I know. I know exactly what they're doing. I met them in real life. I know them for years. I've seen their portfolio. That may be something you want to get into. Like if somebody said about 100 unit apartment buildings, my stuff is not going to show you that, but this guy can show you that. Maybe you should tap in with him. You know, if he has something or not, but shoot him a DM, tell him my name, and gotten. I don't, it's, it's not just trying to sell stuff, it's actually trying to help people. 
Yeah, no, that's big time. So like my boy Derek said, if you're trying to connect with him, if you're trying to figure out what are the next steps to get, like you're interested in real estate, but you just don't know all the places for you to go. Or if you've already gotten started in real estate and you're trying to elevate to that next level, you're really trying to grow your portfolio, Tapping with my boy, Derry Boone, his uh, Instagram right there is, is tagged on the picture, but it's also DS Boone for my people listening, D-S-B-O-O-N-E. Like I said, he's on real estate uh, every single day. He's on Instagram and I love your videos, bro. You got your podcast, The Closing Table. Is that what it's called? Right. Yeah. So some of the and some of the material that you have out there is, like I said, it's life changing. It's it, it's tangible things that people can use. So I got like two more questions, bro, before we get you out. of here. Um, I want and it's a question I always want to ask somebody in real estate. So I feel like you're the most qualified to answer this. Talk to me about the mindset when it comes down to rejection, because I feel like as a real estate guy, like am I like for how many people do you talk to? before you actually close the deal, right? Like how many people tell you no, or like it doesn't get all the way through to the closing, that signing that dotted line before like it closed, like what goes into that psychology? Like is, I don't know. Tell me a little bit more about that, bro. So the more no's you get, that means you're the closer you're getting to yes. Play that mind game with yourself. The more no's you're getting, the closer you're getting to yes. And I want also want you to understand is we have cold callers, right? They may call 100 to 200, 300 people a day. Wow. We might get we might get three, four, five, six leads per cold caller a day. But understanding we're calling hundreds of people, let's say 100, 200. We don't really go over 300 per cold caller, just facts and numbers, one person calling. Right. But out of people I mean, not answering, people saying no, disconnecting. Like we may only get a handful of leads from that cold caller per day. So I want you guys to understand that this is a numbers game. You're not going to call 100 people and get 100 good deals or close 100 deals. It's a numbers game. So the more you put in, the more you get out. It's like a funnel. The more you put in the funnel, the more opportunity can come out at the bottom of the funnel. But you have to go ahead and put it in. But I'm telling you right now, you're not going to call 10 people and close 10 deals. It is not going to happen. Yeah, 100% is not going to happen. But what can happen is, let's put it like this. If you spend a full day calling people, right, you call 100, 200 people, right? You spend a full day doing it and you only got four leads. And you're like, dang, I only got four leads, man. This sucks. All X, Y, and Z. One of those leads closed for $10,000. You got paid $10,000 for doing a day's worth of work. So look at the outcome of it. Look at the outcome of it. Yeah, I spent a whole day and I only got a handful of leads. But if one of them leads turned into a $10,000 transaction, a $20,000 transaction, a $50,000 transaction, then it's like, okay, I'll get paid. I would do eight hours worth of $50,000. I'll do eight hours worth of work for $10,000. So that's how you sometimes, you got to play mind mind games with yourself. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to just be in a depressed state like, oh my God, oh my God, this is, oh my God, oh my God. It's not working. But when you play mind games with yourself, I got 10 no's. That means the next one about to be a yes. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. And keeping, I get, and when you're in that position, just keeping your energy high, keeping your morale high, keeping your spirits, like you said, looking for towards that next play where you're like, you know what? Every no is going to be the one that's going to just lead to that one yes. And that one yes can be the deal that changes your life. And especially in real estate, because I mean, one yes is a 10,000 bagger, maybe a $100,000 bagger. Like that one yes could be the thing. So, no, that's big time, bro. 
I appreciate that, bro. Um, man, Derek, you've given us so much game already. I mean, if, if you're not tapping into my brother, please do so. Um, my last thing I want to ask you, bro, is, you know, on Dictate with uh, Noble Living, and I have my five F's of fate to help people dictate their right. fate, and that's finance, fitness, faith, fashion, and fun. So I want you now to put those five in order in your life and a matter of importance to you when it comes down for you and how you're able to how you are able to dictate your fate from going from the from the nursing home or the elderly home from 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 a person with two point eight G point eight GPA dropped out of college to a multimillionaire. Like, tell me those five F's in order for you of importance um finance fitness faith fashion and fun okay so i like i like that i like that i like that it's getting spicy (laughs) i like so um and this might be going backwards for some people might throw them off i honestly believe fitness comes first okay because um if you're not and obviously a technical person can break this down a little deeper obviously but just general, just broad. This is because if you're not, if you're not, if you're not healthy, the money means nothing. Mm. If you if you're not healthy at all, the money needs. And the reason why I say that because I have, it's it's crazy, but I have a, a like I won't say majority, but I have like half, if not more than half, of my family members that have diabetes. Wow, high blood pressure. Yeah, like my my. I have a lot of family members that die from um, die from cancer. It, it, like I'm telling you, like if you every third person in my family has, like has died, like it's just how it is, you know. Nobody, and it also comes down to eating habits. Some yeah. of the stuff may be hereditary, but mostly it's just eating habits. Yeah. So I and nobody works out like how I work out. Nobody in my family. So, and I understand that even if you make money, but your health isn't right. Like my grandma, she's in, uh, she, she, they had to cut off her legs, so she's in the bed all the time. Yeah. So I understand that you can have money, but if you can't even leave out the house to do nothing with it, do nothing. It doesn't really even matter. So fitness is really important for me. Eating healthy. I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't eat wings, you know, but, right. but trying your best to be as healthy as possible and stay in shape and stay fit means like means the world to me honestly um i'm not a guru when it comes to fitness but i do work out you know three three four times a week yeah um that's important to me um and the finance will be will be second um and also another thing was people don't realize how the healthier you are the clearer your mind is Ooh, that's a bar health are the clearer your mind is the healthier you are the better you can move throughout the day the healthier you are the longer you can withstand the day so that means if you're healthy, you can grind longer. You can make more money. So make it's more days calls, I, do all that. Yeah. Take more no's. Exactly. I get up five, six o'clock in the morning every single day. I go to the gym first. Second I walk out of the gym, it's work the rest of the day. I can go until midnight because I'm in shape. I can mentally do that, physically do that. So that's why fitness is first for me. Then finance is the second. Obviously, you want to make money to pay for the things. Provide for your family, do stuff like that. And then the third thing is uh go back, what is this? Faith, fashion, and fun. Those are your last three. Faith, fashion, and fun. Um, ooh, ooh, okay, okay, okay. So the next thing is I will put fun next. So if I can go back and back in time, I'll put faith first. You gotta have faith. I, I didn't miss that faith. 
So let's just swap faith go first because you have to have that belief, that faith, that all of this stuff is even possible. That's first. Like you wake up in the morning, you pray, have that faith that I can win today. Then you go ahead and work out. Then you go ahead and make money. And then you go, you got to have some fun. If you don't have fun, then none of this stuff even matters. You yeah. make a million, but don't know, don't have no fun with it. Then you're just stuck in this office right here with all this money. And just it's just money at that point. Money is a tool. You use it to help put other people on, use it to have a better life, and you use it to have some type of fun. We live to go ahead and live experiences, travel, go out with your friends, go out with your wife, go out with your husband, go out and do something, have some type of fun. And then the last thing is fashion because also, and I say, and I, I like that you said fashion because believe it or not, I don't, I don't care what anybody says, believe it or not, you are judged based on how your appearance is, judged by how you look. I'm not a fashion Guru, I'm not like the biggest fashion guy, um, no. but I believe in you still have to look good. You still have to look presentable and you have to have some type of, um, I don't say swag on you or just have some type of nice clothes because there are people that may not want to do business with you just because like, yo, this guy's walking around in painter's clothes all day. Like, yeah, I understand that's what we got to look at. Look like sometimes we're going through these houses or we work in our houses. But, you know, once that stuff is done, you have to put some type of presentable clothes or nice clothes because you're going to have people that want to invest money with you, be a partner, mother, people that want to lend to you, people that want to do business with you, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, husband, future husband and wife that may want to get with you all strictly because oh, that's a nice looking man. He's presenting himself well. They're, like fashion does play a big part, whether you believe it or not. Um, and even as uh, I know, in my name, but I know a few influencers that literally wear some types of fashion. Because they know it, it brings in a, a bag. Yeah, like I wear nice clothes in my conferences, in my videos, in my you know programs or whatever it is that attracts you know more money towards my way. So it, it, it's so fashion goes so many different ways. But more the story, you you have to look good, you have to look presentable, you have to have you know something going on as far as clothes because it's going to attract a lot of things to you. No, that's big time, bro. And I tell that to people because when when every time I say my five Fs, people always hear the fashion one. And they're like, "What?" Or they get thrown off. And I'm just and I tell people, you just said it. Like how you're perceived is an indicator for what you're going to receive. Like mm -hmm. if you are just looking like you know a bum or homeless, like that is an indicator to certain people. And if you are trying to have millionaire dreams, you got to be not, you don't have to go out and chase the designers and wear things that you can't afford, no, 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 no. but you can be self, like, and it raises your self-confidence in what you, in yourself. And if you're trying to receive certain blessings, certain opportunities, certain gifts, like you have to first have that appearance where somebody can be like, okay, I can trust this guy or I can, I'm willing, I want to sell my house to this guy because he looks like a he looks like a respectable businessman. Like you're gonna pull up to somebody's house saying you're an investor, but you you don't you look like you're the person who's supposed to be you know I don't know cleaning the house instead of the, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know what I'm saying, bro. So I appreciate that. That's a, that's a fact. And yo, one last thing I want to say: what you said is true because remember I got started in real estate. Kind of, I'm 28 now. I guess still young, but when I first got in real estate, I was really young. Like I had like I didn't even have a beard. I had like kind of like a five o'clock shadow kind of thing. So yeah, I really looked young. So fashion was very important to me because I had to wear a suit because 50, 60, 70, 80 year old people are like, you want me to give you the biggest investment in my life, put it in your hands so you can sell it 
and you coming to me with jeans and a t-shirt on, and I already know you're like 21, 22, 20. Nah. But when you show up with a suit on, you show up ready, you don't even have the tie, just a shoe with an open butt. Like it's just like, okay, I know he's young, but he seems mature. Yeah. That's I, I know this like the back of my hand because people say this like, yo, it's funny. This is one of my old business cards. <laughs> my old business cards. Yes, sir. Look at him. Look at one of yeah, my, old, my old business cards. So when people see that, they're like, oh, you know, I, I give him a shot. He seems mature. He seems, yeah. I um, mean, he, he he's already respectable and he's kind of look like he's on his business. I don't have no, people will buy into just off your clothes. They don't even know if you do what you say you're going to do, but just off because you look presentable. Yeah. I give him a shot. No, no that's a big time, man. You've given. You've given so much already, bro. I appreciate your time, Derek, man. Thank you so much. And like I said, everybody who's listening, I'll be dropping his Instagram and some of his links down in the show notes as well. So please drop a comment, like, subscribe to some of the things that we're doing, not only to myself, but also to my brother, Derek Boone. Uh, he's killing it out there in the Philadelphia area in the Northeast region, but he's he's going global with it. I already know he's uh, he's he's going to buy up every property that he can So and to help as many of us as well to get it started so he doesn't want to keep it all to himself that's what i respect the most because he doesn't need to that's the thing about the real estate game all you all you got to do is refi and keep building more like you don't have to teach anybody but i appreciate what you do for the culture and trying to help people who are in a similar situation like you where they're trying to figure it out trying to get started or just feel hopeless or helpless and they don't know where to get started man so i appreciate it derek thank you for your time and if you want any closing or Marks, any last things you want to tell the people, brother? I just want to let I just want everybody to do something. Can you if I give you guys a lot of game today? I give you guys a lot of information. Can you just do something for me? Just believe in yourself. Just make a commitment today. Like before you close out of this video, before you close out of this interview, before you turn your phone off, your laptop, whatever it is, I want you to write down on a piece of paper on your hand, type in your notes that I promise that I'm going to start believing in myself more. I promise that I'm going to start doing more. I promise that I'm going to start living more. The second, I want you to screenshot that, and I make sure to, I want you to make it your screensaver and just live by it. That's all I ask you to do. That's all I ask in return. And one, one, life is going to change a whole lot for you. And that's it. It's as simple as that. It's something so small as setting that screensaver. If you can't set that screensaver, you're not going to be able to execute on a on a hundred thousand dollar contract. You're not going to yeah. be able to execute on calling a hundred different people to expect that one yes. But if you can do something just as simply as believing yourself and setting a screensaver, I promise you, like Derek said, the difference is going to happen, man. And I thank you for your time, man. Analyzing the deals that you have gone through and analyzing the deal of your life to get you in the position that you're in now. So thank you so much to Derek Boone. It's your boy, Noble Living. I appreciate you guys tapping in to analyze the deal. We'll be back for another episode with some more power-packed individuals like Derek. Man, thank you so much. Appreciate you, man.